We're very happy to continue our knowledge sharing mission through this series of talks and interviews with marketing leaders from all over the world. And we couldn't be more excited to have Karen with us today from EY. So thank you so much for joining us, Karen. Thanks, Hannah. How did you end up becoming Global CMO? So I've been at EY now for nearly 25 years. I'm currently the Global um, Chief Marketing Officer, or my title is the EY Brand Marketing Communications Leader within the firm. And I've had a great career, actually. I started um, back in 1991 in the Perth office in Western Australia as a marketing coordinator. And, you know, through an amazing range of opportunities and things that I've taken up, I've had a chance to work in Perth. Sydney, Hong Kong, and this is my second stint in London. And so through the time, I really enjoyed working in marketing, but I've also worked in operations roles. At one point, I was the chief of staff for the the CEO for the Oceania business. I worked in our transactions business, and all of that has led to having sort of a wide range of experience. And particularly, I think it was important to have the experience in Asia Pacific working in Hong Kong. Um, being such a fast-growing region, you know, both the culture and also the opportunities. So I think that was also a very important factor into me being appointed into the role currently. I think one of the key things is just being open to taking new opportunities and certainly having some mobility means that you really expand both your networks, your relationships, your understanding of different cultures, and also particularly as we're a professional services organisation at EY, a knowledge of our clients in the marketplace. Tell us a bit more about EY and what you actually do. Yeah, EY is a global professional services organisation. Uh, we are across 150 countries and we have around 300,000 people. And we actually help organisations assure, grow, operate and transform their businesses and organisations. And so uh, what's one career advice that you've received as a marketing leader that's been particularly valuable to you? Probably the one thing, and I actually feel this is probably the most pertinent thing that someone said to me was be the CEO of your own career. And what they meant by that was no one is going to map the career out for you. You need to create your own opportunities. When you're doing your goal setting or having a performance review discussion with your leader or the people that you're working with, is really be very open about the things that you'd like to do in the future. I do come across a lot of people in my team and sort of more broadly that don't share, they'd like to move to another country or they'd like to have a chance to work on a certain project or with a certain person. And if you're open about that, then those opportunities can come forward. But I think, you know, sort of looking at the learning and growing opportunities that you need and also making the contacts and connections does help you get a lot more quickly to where you want to go to. Yeah, it's true. As we all know, it's been a very tough year for anything event-related. As a result, do you feel that you've had fewer opportunities to market your product? I think actually it's not fewer. It's been different opportunities. And certainly people business, a lot of the marketing that we do is event-related and bringing people together to build relationships and share information. And that is completely flipped to being virtual, as we know. And so on the challenging side, you know, we're relying on new technologies and we're having to really think about how our content is created and formatted and what that sort of end experience is. And that's been a lot more work, very time-consuming. I think most marketers would say quite risky where you're using new platforms and there's outages. You know, there's been lots of examples of people have had amazing meetings that actually really haven't started for 15 or 20 minutes because the tech's gone down. On the positive side though we've had the chance to do some new things and had to innovate which I think is always fantastic in marketing. One example of the change that's been a great opportunity is with our World Entrepreneur of the Year program Um, whereas we'd normally have a reasonably intimate meeting bringing together people 
this time we've worked together with a media partner, which is CNBC Catalyst, and broadcast that event, which means we've had much greater reach and connection. And we've also had great content that we'll be able to use following that sort of virtual meeting. And so that's that just one example of an opportunity. There's many other things that are coming out, which are the upside of the changes that are happening. Are virtual events here to stay? Virtual events are definitely here to stay. We will definitely move back to having some physical event component and a combination as well. So the digi-physical event, where you've actually got, you know, sort of bringing those two things together into one format for a very engaging experience. I can't see physical events disappearing. People do have a natural need to connect and building relationships with new contacts is actually always a lot easier when you've met someone in person as opposed to virtually. So if you could describe the year 2020 in one word, what would it be? The year 2020, I would describe in one word, agile. So true. Thank you so much for joining us today for this awesome chat. It's been a pleasure speaking to you and I hope we continue knowledge sharing again in the future. Thanks very much, Hannah. It's been a pleasure.